Okay, and welcome back to What's the Bible Say? We've been going through the Gospel of John, and today we'll be picking up at chapter 15. So let's dive on in. Chapter 15. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. He also trims every branch that produces fruit to prepare it to produce even more. You have already been prepared to produce more fruit by the teaching I have given you. Stay joined to me, and I will stay joined to you. No branch can produce fruit alone. It must stay connected to the vine. It is the same with you. You cannot produce fruit alone. You must stay joined to me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you stay joined to me, and I to you, you will produce plenty of fruit. But separated from me, you won't be able to do anything. If you don't stay joined to me, you'll be like a branch that has been thrown out and has dried up. All the dead branches like that are gathered up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Stay joined together with me, and follow my teachings. If you do this, you can ask for anything you want, and it will be given to you. Show that you are my followers by producing much fruit. This will bring honor to my Father. I have loved you as the Father has loved me. Now continue in my love. I have obeyed my Father's commands, and He continues to love me. In the same way, if you obey my commands, I will continue to love you. I have told you these things so that you can have the true happiness that I have. I want you to be completely happy. This is what I command you. Love each other as I have loved you. The greatest love people can show is to die for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I tell you to do. I no longer call you servants because servants don't know what their master is doing. But now I call you friends because I have told you everything that my father told me. You did not choose me. I chose you. And I gave you this work to go and produce fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father would give you anything you ask for in my name. This is my command. Love each other. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as it loves its own people. But I have chosen you to be different from those in the world. So you don't belong to the world, and that is why the world hates you. Remember the lesson I told you. Servants are not greater than their master. If people treated me badly... They will treat you badly too. And if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours too. They will do to you whatever they did to me because you belong to me. They don't know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to the people of the world, they would not be guilty of sin. But now I have spoken to them, so they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me also hates my father. I did things among the people of the world that no one else has ever done. If I had not done those things, they would not be guilty of sin. But they have seen what I did, and they still hate me and my father. But this happened to make clear the full meaning of what is written in their law. They hated me for no reason. I will send you the helper from the father. The helper is the spirit of truth who comes from the father. When he comes, he will tell about me. And you will tell people about me too, because you have been with me from the beginning. John 16. I have told you all this so that you won't lose your faith when you face troubles. People will tell you to leave their synagogues and never come back. In fact, the time will come when they will think that killing you would be doing service for God. 
They will do this because they have not known the Father, and they have not known me. I have told you all this now to prepare you, so when the time comes for these things to happen, you will, you will remember that I warned you. I did not tell you these things at the beginning because I was with you then. Now I'm going back to the one who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? But you are filled with sadness because I have told you all this. Let me assure you, it is better for you that I go away. I say this because when I go away, I will send the helper to you. But if I did not go, the helper would not come. When the helper comes, he will show the people of the world how wrong they are about sin, about being right with God, and about judgment. He will prove that they are guilty of sin because they don't believe in me. He will show them how wrong they are about how to be right with God. The Helper will do this because I'm going to the Father. You will not see me then, and he will show them how wrong their judgment is because their leader has already been condemned. I have so much more to tell you, but it is too much for you to accept now. But when the Spirit of Truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. He will not speak his own words. He will speak only what he hears and will tell you what will happen in the future. The Spirit of Truth will bring glory to me by telling you what he receives from me. All that the Father has is mine. That is why I said that the Spirit will tell you what he receives from me. After a short time, you won't see me. Then after another short time, you will see me again. Some of the followers said to each other, What does he mean when he says, After a short time, you won't see me. Then after another short time, you will see me again. And what does he mean when he says, Because I'm going to the Father? They also asked, What does he mean by a short time? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus saw that the followers wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking each other what I meant when I said, After a short time you won't see me? Then after another short time you will see me again? The truth is, you will cry and be sad, but the world will be happy. You will be sad, but then your sadness will change to happiness. When a woman gives birth to a baby, she has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the pain. She forgets because she is so happy that a child has been born into the world. It is the same with you. Now you are sad, but I will see you again and you will be happy. You have a joy that no one can take away. In that day, you will not have to ask me about anything. And I assure you, my Father would give you anything you ask him for in my name. You have never asked for anything in this way before, but ask in my name and you will receive and you will have the fullest joy possible. I have told you these things using words that hide the meaning, but the time will come when I will not use words like that to tell you things. I will speak to you in plain words about the Father. Then you'll be able to ask the Father for things in my name. I'm not saying that I will have to ask the Father for you. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me, and he loves you because you have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father into the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then his followers said, You are already speaking plainly to us. You are not using words that hide the meaning. We can see now that you know all things. You answer our questions even before we ask them. This makes us believe that you came from God. Jesus said, So now you believe? 
Listen to me, a time is coming when you will be scattered, each to his own home. In fact, that time is already here. You will leave me and I will be alone. But I'm never really alone because the Father is with me. I have told you these things so that you can have peace in me. In this world you will have troubles, but be brave. I have defeated the world. John chapter 17. After Jesus said these things, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the time has come. Give glory to your Son, so that the Son can give you glory. You gave the Son power over all people, so that he could give eternal life to all those you have given to him. And this is eternal life, that people can know you, the only true God, and that they can know Jesus Christ, the one you sent. I finished the work you gave me to do. I brought you glory on earth. And now, Father, give me glory with you. Give me the glory I had with you before the world was made. You gave me some people from the world. I have shown them what you are like. They belong to you, and you gave them to me. They have obeyed your teaching. Now they know that everything I have came from you. I told them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They realized the fact that I came from you and believed that you sent me. I pray for them now. I am not praying for the people in the world, but I am praying for these people you gave me because they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and my glory is seen in them. Now I am coming to you. I will not stay in the world, but these followers of mine are still in the world. Holy Father, keep them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me. Then they will be one, just as you and I are one. While I was with them, I kept them safe by the power of your name, the name you gave me. I protected them, and only one of them was lost, the one who was sure to be lost. This was to show the truth of what the scriptures said would happen. I am coming to you now, but I pray these things while I am still in the world. I say all this so that these followers can have the true happiness that I have. I want them to be completely happy. I have given them your teaching, and the world has hated them because they don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I'm asking that you keep them safe from the evil one. They don't belong to the world, just as I don't belong to the world. Make them ready for your service through your truth. Your teaching is truth. I have sent them into the world, just as you sent me into the world. I am making myself completely ready to serve you. I do this for them, so that they also might be fully qualified for your service. I pray not only for these followers, but also for those who will believe in me because of their teaching. Father, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. You are in me, and I am in you. I pray that they can also be one in us. Then the world will believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. I gave them this glory so that they can be one, just as you and I are one. I will be in them, and you will be in me, so they will be completely one. Then the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just as you loved me. Father, I want these people you have given me to be with me in every place I am. I want them to see my glory, the glory you gave me because you loved me before the world was made. Father, you are the one who always does what is right. The world does not know you, 
but I know you. And these followers of mine know that you sent me. I showed them what you were like, and I will show them again. Then they will have the same love that you have for me, and I will live in them. John 18. When Jesus finished praying, he left with his followers and went across the Kidron Valley. He went into a garden there, his followers still with him. Judas, the one responsible for handing Jesus over, knew where this place was. He knew Jesus often met there with his followers, so Judas led a group of soldiers to the garden, along with some guards from the leading priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus already knew everything that would happen to him, so he went out and asked them, Who are you looking for? They answered, Jesus from Nazareth. He said, I am Jesus. Judas, the one responsible for handing Jesus over, was standing there with him. When Jesus said, I am Jesus, the men moved back and fell to the ground. He asked them again, Who are you looking for? They said, Jesus from Nazareth. Jesus said, I told you that I am Jesus. So if you're looking for me, let these other men go free. This was to show the truth of what Jesus said earlier. I have not lost anyone you gave me. Simon Peter had a sword, which he pulled out. He struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back in its place. I must drink from the cup the Father has given me. Then the soldiers with their commander and the Jewish guards arrested him. They tied him and brought him to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas. Caiaphas was the high priest that year. He was also the one who had told the other Jewish leaders that it would be better if one man died for all the people. Simon Peter and another one of Jesus' followers went with Jesus. This follower knew the high priest, so he went with Jesus into the yard of the high priest's house. But Peter waited outside near the door. The follower who knew the high priest came back outside and spoke to the gatekeeper. Then he brought Peter inside. The girl at the gate said to Peter, Are you also one of the followers of that man? Peter answered, No, I am not. It was cold, so the servants and guards had built a fire. They were standing around it warming themselves, and Peter was standing with them. The high priest asked Jesus questions about his followers and what he taught them. Jesus answered, I've always spoken openly to all people. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temple area. All the Jews come together there. I never said anything in secret, so why do you question me? Ask the people who heard my teaching. They know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the guards standing there hit him. The guard said, you should not talk to the high priest like that. Jesus answered, if I said something wrong, tell everyone here what was wrong. But if what I said is right, then why do you hit me? So Annas sent Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest. He was still tied. Simon Peter was standing at the fire, keeping himself warm. The other people said to Peter, Aren't you one of the followers of that man? Peter denied it. He said, No, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest was there. He was a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off. The servant said, I think I saw you in the garden with him. But again Peter said, No, I was not with him. As soon as he said this, a rooster crowed. Then the guards took Jesus from Caiaphas's house to the Roman governor's palace. 
It was early in the morning. The Jews there would not go inside the palace. They did not want to make themselves unclean because they wanted to eat the Passover meal. So Pilate went outside to them and asked, What do you say this man has done wrong? They answered, He's a bad man. That is why we brought him to you. Pilate said to them, You take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. The Jewish leaders answered, But your law does not allow us to punish anyone by killing them. This was to show the truth of what Jesus said about how he would die. Then Pilate went back inside the palace. He called for Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Is that your own question, or did other people tell you about me? Pilate said, I'm not a Jew. It was your own people and their leading priests who brought you before me. What have you done wrong? Jesus said, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If it did, my servants would fight so that I would not be handed over to the Jewish leaders. No, my kingdom is not an earthly one. Pilate said, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You are right to say that I am a king. I was born for this, to tell people about the truth. That is why I came into the world, and everyone who belongs to the truth listens to me. Pilate said, What is truth? Then he went out to the Jewish leaders again and said to them, I can find nothing against this man, but it is one of your customs for me to free one prisoner to you at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to free this king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Let Barabbas go free. Barabbas was a rebel. John chapter 19. Then Pilate ordered that Jesus be taken away and whipped. The soldiers made a crown from thorny branches and put it on his head. Then they put a purple robe around him. They kept coming up to him and saying, Hail to the king of the Jews, and they hit him in the face. Again Pilate came out and said to the Jewish leaders, Look, I am bringing Jesus out to you. I want you to know that I find nothing I can charge him with. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to the Jews, Here is the man. When the leading priests and the Jewish guards saw Jesus, they shouted, Kill him on a cross! Kill him on a cross! But Pilate answered, You take him and nail him to a cross yourselves. I find nothing I can charge him with. The Jewish leaders answered, We have a law that says he must die because he said he is the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was more afraid. So he went back inside the palace and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus did not answer him. Pilate said, You refuse to speak to me? Remember, I have the power to make you free or kill you on a cross. Jesus answered, The only power you have over me is the power given to you by God. So the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. After this, Pilate tried to let Jesus go free, but the Jewish leaders shouted, Anyone who makes himself a king is against Caesar. So if you let this man go free, that means you are not Caesar's friend. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out to the place called the Stone Pavement. In Aramaic, the name is Gabbatha. Pilate sat down on the judge's seat there. It was now almost noon on preparation day of Passover week. Pilate said to the Jews, Here's your king. They shouted, Take him away, take him away, kill him on a cross. Pilate asked them, Do you want me to kill your king on a cross? The leading priests answered, The only king we have is Caesar. So Pilate handed Jesus over 
to them to be killed on a cross. The soldiers took Jesus. He carried his own cross to a place called the Place of the Skull. In Aramaic, the name of this place is Golgotha. There they nailed Jesus to the cross. They also nailed two other men to crosses. They put them on each side of Jesus with him in the middle. Pilate told them to write a sign and put it on the cross. The sign said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The sign was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was nailed to the cross was near the city. The leading Jewish priest said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but write this man said I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, I will not change what I have written. After the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts. Each soldier got one part. They also took his tunic. It was all one piece of cloth woven from top to bottom. So the soldiers said to each other, We should not tear this into parts. Let's throw lots to see who gets it. This happened to make clear the full meaning of what the scriptures say. They divided my clothes among them, and they threw lots for what I was wearing. So the soldiers did this. Jesus' mother stood near the cross. Her sister was also standing there with Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Jesus saw his mother. He also saw the follower he loved very much standing there. He said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. Then he said to the follower, Here is your mother. So after that, the f- this follower took Jesus' mother to live in his home. Later, Jesus knew that everything had been done. To make the scriptures come true, he said, I'm thirsty. There was a jar full of sour wine there, so the soldiers soaked a sponge in it. They put the sponge on a branch of a hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' mouth. When he tasted the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and died. This day was preparation day. The next day was a special Sabbath day. The Jewish leaders did not want the bodies to stay on the cross on the Sabbath day, so they asked Pilate to order that the legs of the men be broken, and they asked that the bodies be taken down from the crosses. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of two men on the crosses beside Jesus. But when the soldiers came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead, so they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers struck his spear into Jesus' side. Immediately blood and water came out. The one who saw this happen has told about it. He told about it so that you can also believe. The things he says are true. He knows that he tells the truth. These things happen to give full meaning to the scripture that said, None of his bones will be broken, and people will look at the one they stabbed. Later a man named Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Joseph was a follower of Jesus, but he did not tell anyone because he was afraid of the Jewish leaders. Pilate said Joseph could take Jesus' body, so he came and took it away. Nicodemus went with Joseph. He was the man who had come to Jesus before and talked to him at night. He brought about 100 pounds of spices, a mixture of myrrh and aloes. These two men took Jesus' body and wrapped it in pieces of linen cloth with the spices. This is how the Jews bury people. In the place where Jesus was killed on the cross, there was a garden. In the garden there was a new tomb. No one had ever been buried there before. 
these men put Jesus in that tomb because it was near, and the Jews were preparing to start their Sabbath day. John chapter 20. Early on Sunday morning, when it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. She saw that the large stone was moved away from the entrance. So she ran to Simon Peter and the other follower, the one Jesus loved very much. She said, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other follower started going to the tomb. They were both running, but the other follower ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and looked in. He saw the pieces of linen cloth lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter finally reached the tomb and went in. He saw the pieces of linen lying there. He also saw the cloth that had been around Jesus' head. It was folded up and laid in a different place from the pieces of linen. Then the other follower went in, the one who had reached the tomb first. He saw what had happened and believed. These followers did not yet understand from the scriptures that Jesus must rise from death. Then the followers went back home, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. While she was crying, she bent down and looked inside the tomb. She saw two angels dressed in white sitting where Jesus' body had been. One was sitting where the head had been. The other was sitting where the feet had been. The angels asked Mary, Woman, why are you crying? Mary answered, They took away the body of my Lord, and I don't know where they put him. When Mary said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought he was the man in charge of the garden. So she said to him, Did you take him away, sir? Tell me where you put him, and I'll go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and said in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, You don't need to hold on to me. I have not yet gone back up to the Father. But go to my followers and tell them this. I'm going back to my Father and your Father. I'm going back to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the followers and told them, I saw the Lord. And she told them what he had said to her. The day was Sunday, and that same evening the followers were together. They had the doors locked because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. He said, Peace be with you. As soon as he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the followers saw the Lord, they were very happy. Then Jesus said again, Peace be with you. It was the Father who sent me, and I am now sending you in the same way. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, their sins are forgiven. If there is anyone whose sins you don't forgive, their sins are not forgiven. Thomas called Didymus was one of the twelve, but he was not with the other followers when Jesus came. They told him, we saw the Lord. Thomas said, that's hard to believe. I will have to see the nail holes in his hands, put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side. Only then will I believe it. A week later, the followers were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand here in my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, You believe because you see me. 
great blessings belong to the people who believe without seeing me. John chapter 21. Later, Jesus appeared again to his followers by Lake Galilee. This is how it happened. Some of the followers were together, Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the two sons of Zebedee, and two other followers. Simon Peter said, I'm going out to fish. The other followers said, we'll go with you. So all of them went out and got into the boat. They fished that night, but caught nothing. Early the next morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the followers did not know it was Jesus. Then he said to them, friends, have you caught any fish? They answered, no. He said, throw your net into the water on the right side of your boat. You will find some fish there. So they did this. They caught so many fish that they could not pull the net back into the boat. The follower Jesus loved very much said to Peter, that man is the Lord. When Peter heard him say it was the Lord, he wrapped his coat around himself. He had taken his clothes off to work. Then he jumped into the water. The other followers went to the shore in the boat. They pulled the net full of fish. They were not very far from shore, only about 100 yards. When they stepped out of the boat and onto the shore, they saw a fire of hot coals. There were fish on the fire and some bread there too. Then Jesus said, bring some of the fish that you caught. Simon Peter got into the boat and pulled the net to the shore. It was full of big fish, 153 of them. But even with that many fish, the net did not tear. Jesus said to them, come and eat. None of the followers would ask him, who are you? They knew he was the Lord. Jesus walked over to get the bread and gave it to them. He also gave them the fish. Now this was the third time Jesus appeared to his followers after he was raised from death. When they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these other men love me? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said to him, take care of my lambs. Again, Jesus said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was sad because Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, take care of my sheep. The truth is, when you were young, you tied your own belt and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will put out your hands and someone else will tie your belt. They will lead you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to show how Peter would die to give God glory. Then he said to Peter, follow me. Peter turned and saw the follower Jesus loved very much walking behind them. This was the follower who had leaned against Jesus at the supper and said, Lord, who is it that will hand you over? When Peter saw him behind them, he asked Jesus, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, maybe I want him to live until I come. That should not matter to you. You follow me. So a story spread among the followers of Jesus. They were saying that this follower would not die. But Jesus did not say he would not die. He only said, maybe I want him to live until I come. That should not matter to you. The follower is the one who is telling these things. He is the one who has written them all down. We know that what he says is true. There are many other things that Jesus did. If every one of them were written down, I think the whole world would not be big enough for all the books that would be written. 
that will conclude the Gospel of John. Hopefully you enjoyed that, um, chapters 1 through 21 of the Gospel of John, and you can replay it and think about the things the Lord said, and um, just let that guide you in your faith that is based in truth, based in Christ, based in the words he spoke, and the reality of who he is. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.